What up, everybody? Caroline Manzo, we're now discovering that she or the network has been trying to settle with her and she's been refusing a settlement. We have a new trailer for The Housewife and The Hustler Part 2. I have a lot of thoughts and some inside tea on how that came about. And I got a little scoop on the Beverly Hills reunion, which we'll dive into as well. I hope you're ready. Let's get it. You're listening to No Filter with Zach Peter, your go-to source for all the latest pop culture and reality TVT, surf fresh all week long. Now, let's dive in. What's up, everybody? I hope you guys are having a great, what's today, Wednesday? Happy Wednesday. Just a reminder, tonight, mm-mm, tonight, I will be live with Josh from Louisiana. We will be here recapping last night's premiere of Vanderpump Rules. So if you haven't watched Set your calendar. We'll be live tonight on YouTube, so be sure to tune in. Um, I believe it's we're going live at 7.30 p.m. Pacific, so be sure to come and join us. Um, I am I'm exhausted. I've been working out nonstop so hard for the past two weeks straight. Um, I finally get to take a day off. I have a whole bunch of promos that I'm shooting on Thursday uh, that we've been getting. I have to shoot new cover art for No Filter. I have to shoot new headshots. Like now that my hair is dark, we're like totally shifting the brand. And so I have to shoot new headshots and I have to shoot. um, There are two other projects that I'm excited that I get to announce soon. Uh, Members only may have a little bit of uh, some insight into some, a couple of those projects, but there is a... um, one announcement that'll be coming just in time for my show at the Bourbon Room on Valentine's Day. And the second announcement is something that's coming this spring. So stay tuned. Get ready. Your boy stays booked and busy. Okay. Um, but I am looking very pale on the live stream today. I am getting my spray tan done today. So when you see me back for uh, this evening's um, Vanderpump recap... I will be fully in spray tanned and I won't look as like pale as I do right now on the live stream. Um, okay. So where should we start? Do we want to start with Caroline Manso? Do we want, I have so many fucking thoughts about the housewife and the hustler right now. Should we just start with that before we get into the Caroline Manzo stuff? Um, Cause I had heard about this before it had actually, thank you guys for all the sweet comments in the live. Show. Look at that. Mm. Mm. Double up. Mm. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. I'm going to be, trust me, I'll, I'll look so much better once I actually have a full spray tan on and I won't look as pale. Um, but the housewife and the hustler, I have so many fucking thoughts. You're giving Richard Simmons in that tank. Okay. That I don't, don't take that as a compliment. Um, but okay. I don't know. Does anybody want to be like compared to Richard Simmons? I am wearing a tank top right now. It's because this will be my tank top for the day because I'm getting my spray tan and I will have to live in a tank top for today. A very thin, light tank top and shorts because when you get a tan, you can't have too many clothes on. Basically, I have to be naked. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for the ego boost of saying I, I remind you of Richard Simmons. That makes my ego feel real good. Um, thanks, Marianne. Um Okay, so let's talk about The Housewife and The Hustler, because I got a little bit of a heads up about this. Um, And I'm wondering if they always intended to drop the trailer today, or if the fact that I had announced it yesterday on Instagram, if that had anything to do with why they decided to, boom, get it on out. Um, Susan, I don't do, I do, there is a, oh shoot, um, something, Illusion Bronze, I think is the self-tanner that I use, but... 
I'm getting it professionally done because, like I said, I have a bunch of promo shoots that I have to do. So we're going to make sure we have a professional touch me up. Um, so, yeah, professional services always. Okay. So Housewife and the Hustler 2, I didn't even realize was something that was being produced. I didn't realize that they were even considering doing a Housewife and the Hustler 2, mainly because there's nothing new to do an entirely new documentary. Um, there's no new information unless, well, the trailer came out, which I did see the trailer before it dropped this morning. Um, and I was going to talk about this on the show regardless, but then they conveniently happened to drop the trailer this morning. Um, not to say that I have any influence on that. that I don't know, but, uh, I just found the time a little convenient, but so basically they're leading with this trailer with this footage of Erica sitting down with former Girardi Keys clients. Now, they're often referred to as the victims in, you know, it's been reported they're the alleged victims. Um, not all of them have cases that they've proven. Uh, some of them are just former clients. There is a lottery winner woman who was there. She's also in the documentary. Um, so I was there that day and I remember why I was invited that day. And I remember what I was told about what that day was supposed to be. And in my mind, I was like, wow, this is a really powerful moment for Erica to sit down with the victims. Bravo didn't know about any of this. She was kind of doing this on her own. The LA Times had basically, um, they were planning. So there were two different concepts that I remember being discussed about what that footage from that day was going to be used for. At no point was Hulu involved in this. And at no point was it ever disclosed at that point that there was even a follow-up to the housewife and the hustler that was happening. So I know what I was told about. So Erica didn't know that I was going to be there either. I was invited separately. I went, there was an ice cream launch that I went to go and support that day. I was also told, told, Hey, Erica may, also be coming today. This may be a moment where she's going to get to sit down with the victims. I was told there was a completely different premise as to how they got Erica to show up that day, not from Erica directly. Like I said, Erica didn't even know that I was going to be there that day. Um, so the original pitch, from what I remember, and again, this is all just going based off of my recollection of what happened back in July, right? So from what I do remember, Erica, or they were doing a documentary, one of the documentaries, I think it was on like all of these women coming together to like fight the judicial system to show that there are men and crooks like Tom Girardi. Again, maybe this was a loose concept for what they were trying to do. But my understanding is that this was kind of like women coming together, you know, to take down the these men that are running and, you know, screwing with the system. And these are some of the women that have been, you know, done wrong by the system. And so, you know, if we all come together, we can help fight that. Very different premise from Housewife and the Hustler 2, which the fact that they're even naming it the Housewife and the Hustler 2 just shows you how tacky of a concept it is, right? They turned what could have been a really powerful moment into a cheap tabloid documentary for Hulu, which at this point just looks like a cash grab for everyone involved. Everyone's trying to clutch onto their relevance and everyone's trying to clutch onto um, some money. You know, LA Times is trying to get their coin. I get it. They've profited off of this case very much. At the beginning, I thought that there was some journalistic integrity behind what they were reporting. But, you know, we'll see. Um, Christopher said, I need to pitch my documentary to Hulu then since they're just giving any and everyone a platform. Listen, 
Well, if we go through the actual trailer, right, there's a number of people that are featured in it. Kimberly Archie is back looking very glammed up, you know, you know, very conservative and tasteful attire for, you know, something with such a serious subject matter. She got her glam all all decked out. I just found it interesting because she decided to come for me in my comments on Instagram because I posted about it. So Dave Quinn had originally got an exclusive clip of this. And it was a very poorly edited, no music, like kind of low budget clip that he ended up sharing. He's a reporter at People. He shared this on Twitter. Everybody started trying to like figure out what is this? Why? Like, how did he get this footage? What is this for? Um, Then I was able to confirm with three different people that happened to be related or involved with the documentary that this was going to be something that was going to be released on February 12th. And, um... Then I found out it was the housewife and the hustler to the reckoning. And I got early access to the trailer and I was like, oh, this is looking even worse than I was expecting. Um, because again, they're leading with this footage of Erica, but there's nothing new about Erica. What are they going to talk about the earrings? Do we care about the earrings anymore at this point? Uh, like what else could they possibly give us in this documentary? What they're going to go deeper into Tom Girardi and his competency hearing? There's nothing groundbreaking in that. He had a competency hearing. He was deemed fit to stand trial. He's either going to move forward with trial or he's going to settle, you know, and take a plea deal. You know, those are the only two options for him at this point. That's a a recap that I gave you in 10 seconds. It's not something that needs an entirely new documentary with no new information. So they're putting this under this guise of like, we're doing this to help get the victim stories out there. What victim story? Like, what are you... How does this help the victims at this point? At this point, you're exploiting the victims. I hope you paid them for their participation in the documentary because I know they don't pay. Um, I know they don't pay in general (laughs) for these things. Um, Listen, and I'm not trying to knock all of the people that participate in it, right? You can hear Kate Casey's voice in the trailer, which good for Kate Casey. She's been very much, you know, a part of uh, investigating this. She's interviewed Jay Edelson many times. I know her and I don't always see eye to eye on the case, but, you know, listen, the fact that they're even using content creators and podcasters and, you know, giving us some sense of credibility by putting us on camera. I think that that's great. And I'm happy for Kate. I'm happy she got that. Kiki from the Talk of Shame is also featured in the documentary. Um, She was also there that day um, that Erica got to meet the former clients of Girardi Keese. Like I said, we were tipped off that Erica was going to be there before attending that day. Um, So, And, you know, I think we were all under the impression that this was going to be a documentary that the L.A. Times was producing that wasn't affiliated with Hulu and wasn't affiliated with The Housewife and the Hustler. You can see even in that sit down in the trailer, the other women, you know, former clients of Girardi Keys do ask Erica, did you see The Housewife and the Hustler? And Erica's like, yes, I did see it. So... Again, nobody knew that this was going to be a sequel to Housewife and the Hustler when that was filmed, which to me feels a little disingenuous and and there's something icky about that, right? That we taped this footage leading people to believe one thing and yet sold the footage to Hulu to, what, make an extra coin off of a case that's already growing stale? There's nothing about that that helps the victims at all. Unless somebody can see how this, aside from sensationalizing it and turning it into a tabloid scandal, because that's what people want to watch for, right? Anybody that's like, yes, I want to watch The Housewife and the Hustler Part 2. 
what do you want to watch it for? Ask yourself that question. What is it that you want to see? Do you want to see Erica Fall? Do you want to see, uh, you know, more expose on Tom Girardi? What else is there that hasn't come out at this point? Again, the LA Times has investigated this ad nauseum. Not, not only that, but you do see that there is, you can already tell going into it based off of the trailer, that there's an angle where they are going to continue coming after Erica, which again, I think is a little fucked up considering they got her to sit down with the victims and have this conversation that they then decided to sell off to Hulu. And then now they have all these other interviews from other people. Like, it's just, it's very deceptive. Um, and there's nothing about it that feels like it was done with journalistic integrity. Um, I know I'm not one to really speak. I'm a podcaster. I'm a talking head on YouTube. But when I have a little more integrity than the LA fucking times, that's when we really have to question what our morals are and what we're doing to exploit a story for the sake of a coin. That's just how I feel about it. I don't care to watch this. Um, the Randall scandal fell flat for me. The reality reckoning that Bethany and Leah did, that documentary fell flat for me. Like these are just cheap tabloid documentary. Like documentary is such a loosely used term at this point. Um, I'm trying to hop to cash grab train of Erica's resident. They are trying to hop the cash grab train of Erica's residency show. Well, here's the other thing. That was what I found out afterwards was that Kimberly Archie, which she confirmed in my Instagram comments, she was trying to get the victims or the people that met with Erica that day. They were all trying to get on a private jet to fly to Vegas to go watch Erica's Vegas residency. So they seemed very supportive of Erica last summer. But now that there's a Hulu behind it, you know, now that, you know, we have some relevancy with it being the housewife and the hustler too, which again, tacky name, um, seems like every, people are starting to change their tunes. But people also forget the interviews that they gave to Page Six, which that article is still out there. Evan Real covered Erica meeting the victims that day. You know, Erica gave him a quote. Many of the women that met with Erica that day gave Evan quotes. And they all said very, you know, they all felt like they had some sort of resolution or felt hopeful about the future after that meeting. And now it seems like a lot of people seem to be changing their tone when there's a convenient narrative to change it too. But yeah. The other interesting thing too, though, and Kimberly Archie brings this up on Instagram as well when she was commenting on my commentary about the Housewife and the Hustler too. First, she was like, this isn't your girl Erica's seat comeback or uh, redemption season. It's not about Erica, which, first of all, it's not about Erica. I thought it was about the victims that have been done wrong, and they're the priority. So why is Erica even being brought up in this argument, number one? And number two, she's like, Erica's attorney was interviewed for this in this documentary as well. Yes, you can see Erica's attorney is used. An interview with Erica's attorney is used in the documentary. But I would like to know if Erica's documentary, or sorry, if Erica's attorney was aware that this was the Housewife and the Hustler part two that was being produced or that was being distributed by Hulu. Very curious if that information was again disclosed and we have to speak to the journalistic integrity of deceiving people when we film these things. Again, they could have come to me and said, hey, we want to use footage of your interview with Erica and I would have signed the release and I could have given them the footage. But again, Erica wasn't coming into that interview under the impression that this was going to be used for the housewife and the hustler too. You know, it, it, they did not come to me asking me for that footage, which I do found interesting because that was the only full hour sit down interview that Erica's actually done where she talked a lot about her marriage and the legalities of everything. I'm, 
I don't think that they will be using that footage in the Housewife and the Hustler too, because again, nobody has reached out to me and asked me for clearance or permission or to sign a release form for it. Every time Bravo's used clips in my podcast, I've um, signed releases for those. And I've also been paid for those. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they actually bring in this part too. And if people even care to watch it, it's supposed to come out February 12th when, where is the commentary from Kimberly? It's on my inst on the no filter with Zach Instagram account. I'll read you our exact thread actually. Um, is it this one? Yeah. So I did it and I told everybody, you know, that this was the housewife and the hustler part two. Um, and then Kimberly Archie jumped in and she said, uh, Erica's lawyers interviewed with ABC. So try and spin it if you want, LMAO. And it's still a documentary with the LA Times in collaboration with ABC. Now, instead of one, we have two iconic news organizations, the Victims Trust, telling their stories. It's not about your girls' comeback season, is what Kimberly Archie uh, commented. And again, first of all, this is not about Erica. Um, the fact that she's like, it's not about your girl's comebacks. This is not about Erica. That's the whole point that I've been trying to make from the beginning is this is about the corruption within the system. This is about Tom Girardi, which you can even see. Look at how they're promoting the housewife and the hustler part two. Look at the the promo of it. It's all Erica. It's literally a giant photo of Erica and like a little, you know, Tom Girardi in the background. So... Tell me they're not trying to capitalize off of Erica, um, which again, my whole point was it's not about Erica. Who the fuck gives a shit, you know? Um, and then she's like, it's not your girl's comeback season. So then I got a little salty and I was like, nope, it's clearly your season. Your glam on Hulu looks great. Because she, listen, Kimberly Archie was looking all sorts of glammed up. She had her makeup done. She had her cute little outfit on. Look at that. Look at that. She came ready. She's like, glam me up, baby. I'm ready for my close-up. You know, she was looking very conservative to speak on behalf of all of those victims. Um, let's not forget, she used to be employed by Tom. She used to work for Tom Girardi. Um, so if we're going to talk about how Erica benefited from working, from being married to Tom Girardi, why don't we talk about the person that was actually working for Tom Girardi and also benefited from Girardi keys. I mean, who knows her paychecks could have been paid for with victim money. Is she offering any of that money back up? Um, and so I, <laughs> I was a little salty and I said, Nope, this is clearly your season. Your glam on Hulu looks great with the fire emoji. And then I said, bummer, you couldn't make that private jet trip to Vegas for Erica's residency workout. Cause again, she was trying to go to Vegas to support Erica and wanted to be there opening weekend for the residency. Um, and she said, thanks. I did my glam myself. I used a glamour studio in Palm Springs in the nineties around the time I worked with Sonny Bono as his congressional campaign. Great. She said, yeah, too bad. She couldn't make the Vegas trip work. And then she said, but call my brother for all your private jet needs. Cause I guess her brother owns private jets. It's, to me, it wasn't about her booking a private jet. To me, it was more of the optics of you taking all of the Girardi keys victims on a private jet to Vegas to support his wife. That's currently being dragged by the LA times who you're now working with. To me, it was about the optics of what that looked like. Um, more than it was about her spending her own money on a private jet. It's fine if her brother owns a company that 
you know, has private jets, that's fine. I'm sure they didn't have to pay for it because her brother owns the company. That's great. To me, I was pointing out the optics of it look interesting. It looks fishy, you know? You're full glammed in this, I say conservative, and when I say that, I, I mean it sarcastically. You're in this, like, dolled up, glam, like, you are having a housewife-style confessional moment in a documentary that's about a more serious topic. Like, the bright color, the scarf, like, all of it was just, it was... Again, an interesting choice. Um, so I was just pointing that, just pointing out those two things, the interesting glam and the optics of the private jet to support Erica. So um, she said, thanks. It's my favorite look I've ever done. The amazing makeup artist and photographer Troy Jensen did my glam the day. Oh, because then I, I responded and I said, um, your confessional look was a great look. Very understated and conservative given the subject matter. Interesting that you got glam to do juicy scoop, which is what she told me, but chose to do a, but chose to go for a DIY option for Hulu. Looked fab either way. And she said, thanks, it's my favorite look I've ever done. The amazing makeup artist and photographer Troy Jensen did my glam the day you're referring to for Juicy Scoop. He's done my makeup a few times for me. He's a legend. I highly recommend him. And I said, it's great to always spread the love. Because it is. But I did find it interesting. Like, you got glammed to go do Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. But you're telling me you didn't get glam for Hulu? Somebody picked out that outfit. Listen, she looked great. She looked great. Um, so yeah, Zach, I'm very distracted by that turf of chest hair. Okay, well, stop looking at my chest hair. Stop looking at my titties. My eyes are up here. Okay, guys, my eyes are up here. Um, but yeah, so Housewife and the Hustler part two, not sure if anybody cares to watch it at this point, but it drops on Hulu February 12th. So you can tune in to watch that if you care. Um, again, integrity. Mm, not quite there. Way too old to be acting like this. I mean, I'm too old to be, I'm 30 years old. I'm too old to be acting like this. And I'm still out here acting like this. You know, she's 55 years old. Why is she being petty and immature? Listen, I thought that her intentions were always very pure. I was happy to support her ice cream launch that day. We were all there to support the ice cream launch, which was done in honor of her son, Right. I've seen a couple of things that have made me tilt my head that I decided to turn the other cheek on. My friend Jacques, who hosts the Unpopular podcast, he was always kind of telling me and I would always kind of defend Kimberly Archie. And I was like, no, her motives are her motives. Her heart is in the right place. I believe she's doing the right thing. He would point things out to me. I would kind of notice things. I didn't really, you know, think of that. And then suddenly she like stopped talking. She was upset that I decided to do Juicy Scoop, which was interesting. Um, Heather invited me to do Juicy Scoop. Kimberly did not want me to do Juicy Scoop. She called me crying saying that she didn't think that it was a good idea because she thought Heather was all of these things, transphobic and, you know, all of these things that she believed that Heather was. And, you know, it, this was right after Justin Martindale came out and made all of his accusations against Heather McDonald. You know, Kimberly wanted to like jump on that train. And I was kind of just like, listen, I have no skin in this game. I'm not team Jeff Lewis. I'm not team Heather McDonald. I'm looking at this objectively. I think they've both done things that I support. And I also think that they've both gotten a little messy in this feud and in this 
this fallout, but I'm not going to turn down an opportunity to go on Juicy Scoop. It's a huge platform. Heather's being generous enough to give me, you know, a guest spot on this show. We're not talking about any drama other than we're recapping Housewives, like, and what's in the news, you know? So for me... That was just interesting. Um, But she got upset with me and I did not hear from her after that. And I saw that she had some very nasty things to say about me on Reddit, um, which I I believe I even like some people were sending me screenshots and they're like, can you believe what Kimberly Archie's writing about you? And I was like, I don't know where this is coming from. I think I sent her a screenshot of it and I was like, what is going on? And yeah. So. (sighs) Yeah, is what it is. I don't look out, I don't look to have beef with anybody, but when you're trashing me on Reddit and you're ignoring my text messages because you're upset that I went on somebody else's podcast that you've been on several times and even admitted to getting glam to go on, it is what it is, you know? My goodness, so much drama and shady people all around. Yikes, true colors will always come out. I mean, I guess. So, what happened to Donnie? Donnie who? Um, Exactly who, yeah. All right, well, we can move on from The Housewife and The Hustler, and then let's dive into the latest in the Ultimate Girls Trip saga, because it is never-ending at this point. Um, Never, never never-ending, but before we dive into all of that drama, I just wanted to let you know, are you looking for that perfect gift for your special someone, or still trying to figure out what outfit you have, what outfit you want to wear for an upcoming date, Well, whatever you're looking for this Valentine's Day, Quince has you covered with luxury essentials at affordable prices that I know you will love. I got that sexy motorcycle jacket that you saw me wear on the podcast yesterday. I'm planning to wear it for my Valentine's Day show at the Bourbon Room. It's cute. It's sexy. It makes me feel confident. People were giving me all sorts of compliments rocking it yesterday. Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style, so you'll have them in your closet forever. I can speak to the quality. It's so good. So whether it's for you or for someone special, Quince has all the must-haves like 100% Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50. They're so comfy. I have a, a really nice like mustard yellow one that I've worn before. I think I wore it for Thanksgiving. They have 100% leather jackets. You saw my cute leather jacket. And they even have some fine jewelry that you can buy for, for your bay. Okay? So give yourself or others the gift of luxury this Valentine's Day with Quince. Or go to quince.com slash no filter right now for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash no filter to get free shipping and 365-day returns. That's quince.com slash no filter. While we're on the topic of luxury and of high quality, imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt, okay? Now, imagine them getting softer with every wash. With Ball & Branch, you can discover this new level of softness. In a recent customer survey, 96% of people said that Ball & Branch sheets get softer with every wash. The sheets are made from the rarest 100% organic cotton in a buttery and breathable weave that gets softer and softer over time. You can feel the difference with their 30-night worry-free guarantee. I love sleeping on my ball and brand sheets because they are just 
so comfy and I feel like I sleep so much better because the comfort level is just at a max. So sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Ball and Branch. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code NOFILTER at ballandbranch.com. Ball is spelled B-O-L-L. That's ball and branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, B-R-A-N-C-H, ballandbranch.com, and use promo code NOFILTER. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay. So let's talk about Caroline Manzo and this. Apparently, the network has been trying to settle with her for a minute, and she is refusing any of the settlements that they've offered. I listened to, um, I got a little inside scoop from somebody that may be close to this situation, and they were telling me that that settlements and negotiations have been happening for a minute, but now it's interesting, though, because when the, the court documents were leaked to, T- I believe it was TMZ that reported it first. When the court documents were leaked, I don't believe that they were officially filed yet. So it was interesting one that they got leaked. What a ding! Somebody knows how to use the media. So that's the part that's kind of interesting for me. But I was able to confirm from someone else that Caroline did call Dina a whore on camera while filming Ultimate Girls Trip. She does talk about Dina's infidelity. Um, Caroline and Brandy did get off to a rocky start. But it's interesting that I was listening to Behind the Velvet Rope with David Yontif, um, and because somebody had sent me the link, and they're like, you should listen to this. He's an attorney. He uh, claims that Caroline Manzo has a really strong case. And so I was like, okay, well, let's listen to it. I don't know if I was convinced that Caroline Manzo has a strong case after listening to his kind of breakdown and analysis from a legal standpoint, but he basically said that because of these settlements that they were offering her, she has to be asking for an exorbitant amount of money because... Otherwise, they would have settled with her by now just to like shut this up, keep it moving and, you know, kind of uh, just bury it and be able to kind of release and release the, the footage and air the show already. So it seems like that was possibly part of the delay as to why the show hadn't come out sooner is because they were trying to negotiate a settlement with Caroline to appease her. That way they could move, sh- move forward with airing the show and it doesn't appear she wants to settle. So it either is about the money and she's asking for a shit ton of money that the network is like, that's a little too much for us to fork out or it really is just her attempt to try and delay or squash the um, the footage from ever being aired. And again, people have spoken to po- the possible motive as to why she would want that footage not aired. And it's not just because some people are like, oh, well, of course she doesn't want her assault to be aired on the show. But again, from what we know and from the internal investigation that they did, there was nothing that was found. The most, I believe, from what I have heard, the most that was uh, caught on Mike, because remember in Caroline's testimony... She, or in the, the the filing, I don't think it was her actual testimony. It was just a detailed account of what they claim happened in Morocco. There was a point where Caroline was pressed up against a door in the bathroom, screaming, help, 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 help. That's according to Caroline's testimony, or according to Caroline's uh, account of what is included in her filing. But according to the sources that I've spoken to, they don't have that on Mike. 
all they have is somebody saying, stop that. But like a very abrupt, like kind of like, oh, stop that. And then a lot of giggling and laughing from the other women. And so none of this, there's no footage of any of this because she also talks about being around the snake charmer and Brandy, you know, mounting her against the couch in front of the snake charmer, which again was being filmed. So if that was filmed, there should be footage of Brandy on top of Caroline mounting her and thrusting her vagina against Caroline on camera. And all of these other remarks, her screaming for help should have also been on mic. These are wild accusations. And if this is true, this is horrific. But again, we don't have any evidence that actually corroborates this. And when you have multiple witnesses and all of the witnesses, Phaedra has said, air, like, roll the footage. Gretchen has said, roll the footage. I believe Phaedra and Gretchen were both in the bathroom at the time this alleged assault happened. Brandy has said, roll the footage. So Brandy, Phaedra, and Gretchen, who are three of the five people that were supposedly present in the bathroom for this incident when producers were not around and cameras were not around, but they were all still mic'd. Interesting. But the other crazy part is Caroline's attorneys even went back to Beverly Hill seasons two through five to dig up every time Brandy Glanville had some sort of infraction to show that the network knew that Brandy Glanville was a predator because there was a point where they even bring up like a clip of Paul Nas of Brandy and Paul where Brandy tells Paul, oh, I tried to make out with your wife, but she wasn't into it. So then Caroline's trying to be like, see? Look at Brandy was over here trying to make out with other women that were not interested in it. Um, and this is just a history of her behavior. Look at all of her actions on these shows in the past. And now here you go. This is how terrible these people are. This is how terrible this woman is. And Bravo knew that she was terrible. And Bravo knew, you know, all of these things. If Brandy is a full foot taller than Caroline, how on earth can she physically pin her against a door and kiss her neck and press her boobs against her and stick her tongue down her throat? Remember, there was that too. Stick her tongues down her throat. I just think like the more and more we Brandy gets intoxicated and this is nothing new. Yes, but that doesn't mean getting intoxicated and being a little raunchy does not mean that you are a sexual predator. Um... I was wondering if they'll ever put the show out leading up to and not show that episode, but won't happen anytime soon. Listen, if anything, they may air everything else. And then when it comes to that specific night, they may just, you know, say, hey, you know, put like a, a, a screen that says, you know, the incidents, I don't know, like put some sort of disclaimer up there and not show us what actually happened. We may get that entire bit just completely edited out altogether. So who knows? You'd be surprised legally what can fall under assault. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I get that too. Um, but again, you have to prove that that actually happened. And when you have witnesses that are testifying the opposite and you have footage and audio that is exhibiting or that shows the opposite. I don't know. I miss what did Bravo offer. I don't know how much money they actually offered her. I just know that there have been settlement negotiations that have been, and I assume that's why it's taken them so long to get this out. 
Um, but the other women did film confessionals. I don't believe Caroline filmed confessionals, and I don't believe Brandy has filmed her confessionals because they were trying to settle all of this before. Caroline won't sue Brandy because Brandy's lawyers would subpoena the tape, and that's where everything would be exposed. They are trying. I believe they're trying to subpoena the tape. Brandy's attorneys are trying to obtain access so that it can be released. Christopher, I'm a woman. There's not much assault that I don't know. Okay, guys, again, we're not doing this gender thing of I'm a woman and I'm a man and I know more than you or I know less than you or my experience is more or less valid than you. Sexual assault is a very serious topic. I said this yesterday. Nobody's experience with sexual assault is more or less valid than anybody else's. I've shared my own experiences with sexual assault. I don't need to go into the details of those. I've made my peace with those situations. Um but we can't invalidate another person's experience because of our personal experience. All of our experiences are valid, including Caroline Manzo's and including the trauma that she experienced as a child and her opening up with that, you know, I get. Um, when it does come to Caroline, though, it seems like she wasn't happy that the other women weren't rallying around her initially about Dina because when she first started talking about Dina on camera, from what I've heard, um, it appeared Peers, she was bothered that they all kind of like were saying that they didn't agree with her approach towards the Dina thing and supporting Dina's ex-husband and, you know, uh, writing that letter in support of him against Dina. Um, so it seemed like the women were, weren't really on her side then. And then with the Brandy stuff, they didn't take her side either, especially after she opened up about... Um, after she opened up about her assault as a child. So it seemed like, you know, yes, they held some space for her, but they were like, but that's not what's going on with Brandy. And she seemed upset about that. So it just seemed like she was not happy with how the narrative was all kind of playing out on camera, which, you know, interesting. Um, as well as the accusations are, as well as the accusations are, if they were, baseless why would even bravo entertain settlements it's not that the accusations are baseless it's that the accusations are big right so anytime there's a big accusation and there are leaks that are happening in the press i would assume the settlement is to try and contain this and try to clean up this mess the best that they can in order to kind of just move on from it you know air the footage and keep it moving um so i don't think they're entertaining it well, I mean, I don't know why they're entertaining it. I just assume they want it to, you know, get put to rest and move forward from it, you know? So we'll have to see what happens. <sighs> thick as thieves. Let me tell you something about my family. We're as thick as thieves until I have to testify against my sister. Brandy does kiss everyone. What's up with that? Brandy's very open with her sexuality. Again, I think a lot of people are judging Brandy because they're in a subconscious way slut-shaming Brandy because she is open with her sexuality. She is open with being bisexual. She is very free with her body. And I think that that triggers a lot of people. And so that's why it's easier for them to just pin Brandy as the predatory whore rather than it is to say, hey, maybe she's a flawed woman, but that doesn't make her a predator. Um, yeah. They are a set of sisters who married a set of brothers. Yeah, Dina and Caroline. Yes. Either way, they're screwed when this happens. Yeah. 
Yes, exactly, Endub. Um, they have Bravo has to address it. NBC has to address it one way or the other. Once these accusations come out, you can't just be like, oh, that didn't happen. Let's move on. Thank you, next. Because then what do the optics of that look like for the network? You know? Dina's ex-husband is actually Caroline's husband's brother. Yeah, it's her brother-in-law. So Caroline defended her brother-in-law rather than her own sister. And apparently her dad cut her off from that, which I understand, you know. <sighs> uh, haven't cared for Brandy since she slapped LVP. I mean, that was a cheeky slap, though. Possible theory, could Manzo be asking for an amount that Dina would sue her for if her comments hit our screens? Thoughts? I don't know what Dina would sue her for, though. Um, and I don't think Dina would sue her. I just don't think that that's... Like, Dina's not going to sue her sister. If anything, she wants nothing to do with her sister rather than she would uh, want to pursue litigation against her sister, number one. And what, she called her a whore on camera? Okay. I don't know if calling somebody a whore on camera necessarily makes it slander. Um, the court of public opinion is the worst. Yeah, that's the hard part. And when you have a network to protect, you know, you got to make sure you treat these things seriously. Not even just about protecting the network, but just, you know, about the integrity of, of the people that you employ. If every time you're drunk, you're trying to make moves on someone, it's too much. Well, we don't know if every time she's drunk, she's trying to make moves on someone. Again, I think we're prejudging Brandy. The truth is not slander. Okay, but you can't call somebody a whore and expect that to be the truth, Marianne. Damn, Marianne's like, she's a whore. She's a prostitution whore. That's not slander. That's fact. Mic drop. Ugh, chest bump. Marianne Stout is hardcore today. It's on camera, Zach. What's on camera? My nudes. Um, did we read that the Marcos were having issues with the family business at one point? Oh, the Manzos were having issues with the family business at one point. Um, I don't know. Uh, Brandy being, being free with her sexuality is one thing, but Caroline Manzo, I mean, come on, read the room, not on my drunken day would I, yeah, but I mean, if Caroline was engaging in it and Caroline was having fun and they were just kind of getting drunk and, and getting loosey-goosey with it, yeah, I guess. Brandy's the one that could sue the Mandos for slander. Yeah, so that's the thing is that Brandy can sue Caroline and possibly even the network, not for slander, but for defamation for sure. Perhaps bravo for not airing the footage, hence supporting the Manzo's narrative. Yeah. And not speaking out in defense of either women, woman. Um, yeah, we'll see. I want to see Ultimate Girls Trip Season 4. It seems like the cast wants it to air. A lot of people want it to air. I say, let's do it. I want to see the show. However they edit it. I mean, they're probably not going to show us everything. They're probably going to edit it a certain way. But yeah. Um, how about some, some Beverly Hills? A little bit of Beverly Hills tea uh, since it was being... It was being put out there. Um, Kathy Hilton did make a return to the Beverly Hills reunion. Um, she made a small cameo. And the funny thing was, so we saw on Twitter that Sutton had fainted at the reunion and she had to be hospitalized and Garcelle went with her to the hospital. Blah, 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 right? Um, well, apparently, 
not only did Sutton faint at the funeral, but I, sorry, at the reunion, not the funeral. Not only did Sutton faint at the reunion, but apparently it was after Kathy had come out onto the set and Andy Cohen, I guess they were talking about whether or not, I guess because Erica, I remember on the show said something about how people are scared of Kathy Hilton. And then it sounds like, I'm not scared of Kathy Hilton. Remember, Kathy yelled at me. And she tells that whole story on camera. Well, then I guess Andy asks Sutton, are you afraid of Kathy Hilton? And it was after Andy asks Sutton that, that she ends up passing out on set. Which to me, like, listen, what I think she probably just had like low blood sugar. It was probably a long day. There was probably a lot of, you know, going around in circles. I don't, I haven't heard much like juicy tea that came out of the reunion. It kind of sounds like the reunion was a bit of a, of a flop. Um, so we have that to look forward to. Oof, check my nail. Um, we have that to look forward to, but um, it was just funny to me. Like, I don't know if Kathy Hilton, like, God, I have a terrible farmer's hand that we got to get fixed today. Um, I don't know if Sutton fainted at the question or if it just happened to be, you know, the timing of it was just convenient and funny. I think it's funny that Andy's like, Sutton, are you scared of Kathy Hilton? And then she just faints. Like, I just, I think that's funny, you know? I just think that's hilarious. I don't think that that's why she fainted. Again, I think it was probably just like a low blood sugar, long day. Maybe she didn't eat. I don't know, you know? Who knows why she actually fainted? Thank God she's okay. Thank God she's, you know, doing better. And it wasn't anything serious from what I've heard, at least. Um, thank God she's okay. I just thought that the, the it was funny. What is, who's the fainting goat? Everyone keeps mentioning the fainting goat. Who's the fainting goat? Wonder how long we talk about the esophagus and fainting the esophagus at the reunion, probably a lot. They need a meme of Sutton and the faint. What is the fainting goat? I have no way. Everyone keeps talking about the, what is the, I don't know what the fainting goat is. What is that? Look it up. It's a type of goat that faints when it's scared. Oh, guys, that's not nice. Oh my God. Oh my God, Zach, look up the fainting goat. You'll love it. Oh my God. Google it. Okay. Google me, bitch. Let's see. The fainting goat. Oh, they have a fainting goat coffee. Oh, my God, you guys. Is, this is a real thing. Like, there's, like, fainting goats are, like, a real thing. That's crazy. That's kind of hilarious. I loved how everyone was just like, the fainting goat, the fainting goat. And then they have a goat that has fainted. Well. They're cute little goats, and they faint when they're scared. Interesting. Was she hospitalized or just brought there by Bravo for insurance? Um, not entirely sure. I know an ambulance came and took her, and apparently Kathy like didn't even really acknowledge that Sutton had fainted. I don't know. Listen, I I'm not trying to shade Kathy, but I just think it. I think it's funny. You know, it's not funny that she fainted. I just think in the TV entertainment land of it, I'm glad she's okay. I'm glad she's okay. I like Sutton. I do like Sutton. I enjoy Sutton. I enjoy most of them. Um, what did... Uh, they don't faint. They're having seizures. Oh, no. Why would we... Oh. Well, that's unfortunate. 
Have you heard a goat scream? It's funnier. Yes, I've heard a goat scream. Zach, you need to check out Tom and Tom's interview on the Vile Files. It's unhinged. I heard it's unhinged. People keep telling me about it. Maybe I'll tune into it and we'll talk about it on the show tomorrow. Oh, boom. My arms. God, I'm so sore. I've been literally hitting the gym every single I'm doing the Orange Theory Transformation Challenge. And oof, ask Steven if any of the goats fainted during yoga. Oof, we're not going to get into the goat yoga. The drama, the behind the scenes. Take off your shirt. Christopher, you want to see titties? Titty, titty, titty. Litty, titty, titty. <laughs> no, I'm not taking off my shirt, you guys. <sighs> I didn't know they had seizures. I thought they just fainted. Apparently, Dora the Explorer in the live chat said that they, they, um, they, they have seizures. That they're not fainting. They're like seizing. You know. Which sounds terrible. Any other reunion tea? No, Pam. Unfortunately, that's all the reunion tea that came from the reunion, which tells me that this probably is not a very good reunion. Oh, I did hear that I guess production at some point like was considering reshooting some things because, you know, because Sutton fainted. I don't know. But I don't know. Coat yoga drama. Listen, when I tell you the the boys and the things and the the goat yoga, the goat yoga. Okay, I think that's all I have for you. Um, no Morgan at the reunion. Oh, let's talk about the Morgan thing because that's another thing that people keep talking about. I'm like, you guys, can we chill? Everyone keeps saying, well, I guess we talked about this on the podcast yesterday that like Kyle, that Morgan deleted all her photos with Kyle, which. I don't believe is true. First of all, Kyle has not deleted any photos with Morgan. Um, no, she still has. I'm going to make you fall in love with me. Um, so she still has that song. Kyle still has that on her feed. She also has um, like photos with Morgan that she's posted. So everyone being like, she's deleted Morgan from her life. I don't believe that to be True. See, we have, oh, Kyle and Morgan at the gym on Kyle's feed still. We have um, Kyle and Morgan at the little Nell chilling outside in nature. So Kyle is definitely not abandoned Morgan. Um, and Morgan, if you actually go on Morgan Wade, I'm going to make you fall in love with me. Boom. Morgan cleared out her entire feed um, to promote her tour. She has a tour. And so she has all of her tour dates that are listed. So she's promoting her tour. That way, when people come to her page, that's all they see. So she didn't just delete. The headlines are running that she deleted all of her photos with Kyle. No, she deleted all of her photos. Morgan still has photos. too. No, Morgan has no photos. See you tonight with Josh. Yes. We'll see you tonight with Josh. Looking forward to tonight with Josh. Guys, Josh is not here. This is still my show, okay? We can worry about Josh when he's here later tonight. 
Everyone's like, see you tonight with Josh. Speaking of tour, Justin Timberlake. What about Justin Timberlake? Get on the floor. Mm-mm-mm. Get on the floor. I haven't heard Justin Timberlake's new song, but I heard that like people were downloading Britney's song instead of Justin's song, and it was doing well and all the things. So I don't know, but it doesn't look like Morgan Wade deleted all of her photos with just Kyle. She deleted all of her photos unless she follows you. Who follows me? Morgan doesn't have photos. She deleted all of her photos. I'm gonna make you fall in love with me. And then her Instagram story. So she's, listen, she's using this as promotion. She's like, while well, all these people on Housewives are talking about me, I'm just gonna promote my tour. Good for her. So yeah, that's what I got for you. That's what I got. Mm-mm. That's what I got. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's what I got. Oh. 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 I'm getting. They did. Hold on. Who's. Uh oh. Breaking news. Oh. The LA Times just laid off a good chunk of their staff. So I think money is tight on their purse strings. Interesting now why they would sell this to Hulu for that cash money. <sighs> mm. Ooh, looks like the time people the Times is letting people off, laying them off. So we gotta milk that Girardi money. We gotta squeeze every dime out of that. It's not about the victims. It's about making sure we get money in so we can stop firing people. Ooh. Um, that's equal should be airing in February. Yeah. Thank you to this person who gave me these, this scoop. Thank you for DMing me. Guys, when you DM me the scoop, I love it. All right. Well, that's what I got for you. So I will chat with you tonight for my recap of, what are we, oh, we're recapping Vanderpump Rules. I almost said Real Housewives of um, Salt Lake City, but not Salt all right. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of No Filter with Zach Peter. I will be back again on Thursday. Um, I don't know what we're going to do in terms of our members only. Um, only because I do have my promo shoots all day tomorrow. And depending on, we're supposed to wrap by 4 p.m. So I should be able to be back in time. I don't know. TBD up in the air. Um, I'll let you know. But maybe I think um, I did release the Friendsgiving show that I did with Kristen Doty and Gigi and Reza. So I'm thinking maybe I just upload that audio as a bonus for members on the podcast. And you guys can watch that now on the YouTube channel. But I'll keep you posted. We may end up pushing our members only to Friday instead. Um, instead of doing it on Thursday evening. Only because, again, my Thursday schedule is going to be a little... Whew wonky um and busy so there we go all right guys i love you i appreciate you have a wonderful rest of your when hump day evening get a good workout in drink your water make sure you make your coffee a little extra strong and if you get to enjoy a martini tonight i won't because i have a shoot tomorrow but i uh, enjoy it for me i love you i appreciate you. you can always follow me at just plain zach or follow the podcast at no filter with zach and get ready get my 
get tickets to my live show at the Bourbon Room November or February 14th on Valentine's Day. Get your tickets at nofilterlive.com. The link is in the description below. So get them ASAP. All right, guys. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.